Hi, this is Mia. And this is Vincent. From The Room From Our Podcast, and we're back with Season 2. A whole new, brand new episodes for you to enjoy. <laughs> and we hope you'll stay with us and uh, enjoy the ride. As always. Yeah, it's wonderful to be back. Um, we've been gone for almost two years now. It wasn't intentional. I suppose a lot of people had the whole thing with COVID. Um, the lifestyle and the scene we were into pretty much shut down for obvious reasons. And also there were a few things happened in our personal lives uh, that kind of occupied us for quite a bit of time. And I, I've heard a lot of similar stories and I'm sure there are a lot of people have broken up or got together because of COVID. So, um, and I'm sure there's lots of, you know, uh, couples out there who probably spent, you know, the pandemic maybe thinking about swinging. You know, shall we try this? Shall we try opening up our, our relationship? Um, and uh, um, so, yeah, th- there have been lots of couples who uh, have gone in touch asking for advice. And hopefully some of the things we talk about are useful because, uh, you know, ultimately I think you know, we are kind of a normal enough kind of couple, like in the sense that we have jobs, we've got a mortgage, we've got kids, um, but, you know, we also do this other other stuff and, you know, we're not trying to, to normalize it, but we're just saying, you know... <laughs> we're weird. We accept it. <laughs> you know, you can have um, this alternative life and it's fun and it's not, it doesn't make you a freak, you know. Um, I mean, we like freaks. Though. You can be a freak if you want. Yeah, but, I'm a freak. Yeah. I I absolutely love being a freak. Yeah, well, you are a little bit of a freak, right? but <laughs> that's that's why we all love you. I suppose I I guess what people want to know is what have we been doing in the last two years? And um, yeah, some of it has been serious stuff, but it's not like we stopped completely seeing people. No, and I think probably like for us, it was good because we had quite a bit of experience and a bit of a network of people built up already. Yeah, um, so we, we both had been seeing people now. Obviously, we haven't been to any parties or any events. I know they have been going on and I'm not judging anybody who's gone to them or anything. Um, and uh, we have actually missed that because I really like the social side um, yeah, I of, of parties, particularly meeting people. And, you know, even if nothing happens, it's just fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I suppose we did keep seeing there were a few people on our radar that we had been seeing and um, we kind of kept seeing them. Um, it was difficult though because you know during the lockdowns obviously we couldn't um, move like you couldn't do anything no and then even when they opened up often uh, hotels were actually closed so you had to get creative um, like the car was great obviously <laughs> there was some interesting I've, car meets all right I've always been <clears throat> an aficionado of cars mm. um, and um, I'm more of a backseat rider though you, you seem to be more of a front seat kind of person yeah well I'm quite small so if you can get the, the front seat to go back all the way yeah you can bounce up and down and you don't hit your head off the roof yeah so it's much. it's very handy being small and quite flexible because um, yeah that doesn't bother me the only thing is the gear stick that can be a bit of a problem sometimes yeah especially if there's a big knob yeah the knob can get in the way I find yeah but <laughs> um so yeah I bought a new car and it was great to christen that um, although it's not as good as the old one, the old one had more of a 
space in the back seat for me anyway. For you. Okay, so um, I suppose the thing maybe that happened was because we were seeing the same people more regularly is that we definitely went from, you know, just seeing people occasionally for a once-off meet to actually building relationships with other people. Yeah, so I think like one thing definitely over the pandemic was it did make us, it did make us, you know, reflect a little bit more on what we'd been doing. Um, and I think we got to a point anyway with the whole kind of swinging scene where, you know, we'd really done it quite a lot and done lots of different things. But, you know, we were getting to a point where we were looking for something else or looking to develop or looking to explore different things. And we've always been into more the idea of open relationships. Yeah, more so sure. rather than swinging and always interested in things like polyamorous relationships too. So that was a kind of a natural thing for us to keep thinking about and developing. Um, and certainly for you initially, that was that was something that you kind of developed a little bit more. Yeah, I suppose I got kind of, I think a lot of people who would have been in touch, you know, by phone, by text, by FaceTime, whatever, with somebody, um, you know, because we didn't have an opportunity to meet other people, you become more involved in that way. Um, so I guess I did get kind of involved with one guy and that was, um, yeah, I didn't, you know, I only met him maybe a handful of times because you know he was a good distance away but you know it's still it was still a relationship that kind of developed which was unusual for me but at the same time it was nice because um it's like having you know a good friend as well um and when you do meet you're kind of more relaxed with them and you mm -hmm. don't have this kind of um you have lots to talk about because you know so much about each other already um and and there's that you know and the sex kind of um you know, although it wasn't great the first few times, I suppose, because we knew each other and because we relaxed with each other, you know, it, it became better because we, we, you know, we were more relaxed with one another. Mm. Um, and so that was that was quite good. And really, I suppose in 2021, I didn't meet anybody apart from that guy and um, just another guy um, yeah. that I'd been seeing. So you know, apart from you, obviously. Now, I did manage to get up to plenty of... Naughty business. Interesting. <laughs> I had a lot of interesting events. I suppose one of them that stands out, and this is something... It just happened. There wasn't... This wasn't planned at all. But um, the guy I was meeting, uh, it was in this village, I suppose, and... I had we had been talking about artwork and stuff and he said oh you must come into this church because it's famous for its stained glass windows stained with or just stained glass windows. no just stained glass okay. windows you know yeah. I'm not a church person <laughs> but we went in to look at the stained glass windows there was nobody else around and they were very interesting these windows. I can imagine mm. But I, I was more I, interested. I'd be fascinated by them. Myself. Yeah, I, I was more interested in the confession box. So, of course, I dragged him into the confession box. So he yanked his pants down. I did yank his pants down and I yanked more than and, his pants down. yanked him up. <laughs> but you've always had a weird thing about priests. Like, I remember talking before about you had some fancy about, like, a friar in robes or something. Yeah. And wanting to 
what's the corrupt word? corrupt him yeah yeah i think that's that's probably because of the catholic kind of upbringing i don't think that's unusual i think probably there are a lot I'm of women sure there's who a have... few people that can relate to that yeah 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 there. i think if you have so you always have this thing where you want to either do what they say and be the good girl or be the bad girl and i always was more interested so in the bad girl because the bad girls always have more fun you do. And this guy had a lot of fun, by the sounds of it. He had a lot of fun now. He would have had a lot to confess afterwards. Yeah. Well, I was on my knees in the confession box. I'm sure you find it very cathartic. You got a lot out of the session. You know, I suppose I, I at the back of my mind, it's like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. If somebody walks in or if somebody comes in or if the priest came in. God forgive you. God, what would I say? Uh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. For what I'm about to swallow. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on from that. It's going rapidly downhill. Yeah. I, like, we did intend this podcast to have a little bit more class and taste, but it hasn't really worked out that way No, so we far. are. We are classy, but we're also just total sluts. <laughs> well, I suppose the other thing with this is that we used, you know, dating apps probably a lot more than we did before. Yeah, no, before we were more on swingers, fab swingers, and... Um, we kind of got sick of that because obviously we weren't meeting anybody from Fab Swingers and we started getting into the dating apps more. So we both kind of had Tinder. Um, we started with Tinder, really, didn't we? Yeah. And like we've been using Tinder before, um, but I think, you know, with the with the lockdown and it's maybe like you're so like reliant on online just to meet people and just to continue to be sociable. And also it's so addictive. Like I would be on the phone checking you know twitter and instagram and tinder and like realizing it spent half a day kind of swiping through people um but just looking for that kind of connection as well um so uh, but there's another app that we found that was that was quite good called field um yeah if if anybody's interested it's um f-e-e-l-d i suppose f-i-e-l-d yeah and so it's more for, you know, people who are interested in, I guess, alternative relationship types. Because the thing with Tinder and all the other regular apps is that for me, anyway, you have to spend so long explaining to the person that you're not a bastard. You're not having an affair. Your wife isn't tied to the kitchen sink while you <laughs> ride half of the city. You are actually a sound. Or she's tied to the kitchen sink accordingly. Or, or she's stuck in some confessional box sucking off another poor bastard. Um, he wasn't complaining. But um, yeah, so Field is for people who are a little bit more alternative. And it's quite good, actually, because, you know, you have your own profile and then you can be then linked to one or more of the people that you happen to be in relationships with. Yeah, sure. The only problem is for us, where we live, there aren't many people around. No, that all, are on Field. Or even those that are around are not yeah. on Field. I so. think kind of the the best choices. So I think if you lived in maybe Dublin or Cork or Belfast or in one of Galway, in one of the big cities, then you would have more choices. Definitely Dublin, I think. Um, but it is, it, it is a, I suppose, an interesting alternative to Bumble and Tinder and all those other dating apps. Now, for my Tinder profile, I have on it ethically non-monogamous and then I have in brackets. If you don't know what this means, please Google it. I don't want to explain it to you. Yeah. Like because I, I was so sick of people asking me, oh, what does it mean? What does ethical non-monogamy mean? And I was just so sick of explaining it. I just, anybody who asks me now, I just, bah. Yeah, like it's interesting with my Tinder profile when I had it, because I don't actually have it at the moment, but when I did, um, I sometimes I would put up ethically non-monogamous, 
and I would get zero hits, like none. Um, so I took it off. Um, but it was always something that I talked about immediately when I start, um, you know, communicating with somebody. And I did actually ask a few times with women, if I'd had that on my profile, would you have swiped right? And they all said no. That's strange. But we were happy, um, or I was happy, um, to like engage with you when you got a chance to explain it, you know, um, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, because I don't think that's the case for men, because maybe men are simpler creatures and all they care about is getting the right. Yeah, and their, <laughs> and their car. Doesn't, the amount of guys, though, on Tinder, this drives me crazy, I have to say this. Why do they have pictures of themselves either at a wedding, holding a fish? This is so common. A fish? A fish. Like they hold, It's this isn't plenty of fish, by the way. This is just Tinder. I don't have plenty of fish. So it's like the, the, one of the most common, I find, pictures that I see of men, or maybe it's just because I notice it because it's so weird, is that there will be a picture of a man holding a fish, a dead fish, usually. But like in, in a fisherman type pose. Yeah, but I think this is supposed to interest the women. It maybe shows them that this is the hunter. The hunter gatherer, yeah. I can uh, feed you. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It looks horrible. Like, why would you want a picture of a man in his wellies holding this slimy kind of old dead fish? Yuck! It's not attractive, guys. Don't put that on your profile. And also another one while we're at it is the, the typical picture of a man with either a bottle of beer or a pint of beer. And it's like... That just puts me off immediately. It's not because I don't drink. I do drink. I'm not much of a drinker, but it, it's just it says to me, this is my priority, the beer or the mm. pub or something. I don't like it. I don't think it's very classy. Yeah. Um, maybe if they had a glass of wine, I wouldn't mind that. But it's just a pint of beer and oh, no, no, it's no, no pints of beer, no wedding photographs, because you don't know. Is this from your own wedding? Was it somebody else's wedding? <laughs> yeah. Um, and definitely no dead fish, please. No dead fish, yeah. And uh, yeah, like Tinder is a funny one. Like it's, it's, it, it takes a while. Like my experience is it takes a long time to actually find somebody that you have something in common with, which is why I found Field a lot more interesting. So an interesting thing that happened um, from using Field was a funny story about how we both went on dates um, on the same night. Yeah, but it was, it. we didn't mean to go on the same night. What happened was I hadn't been on a date for a long time and uh, it was off Tinder. So I decided to go back on Tinder, went back on twin Tinder, did the usual swiping left, swiping right. And I was having a really, really busy day at work. So I wasn't paying attention properly. Uh, matched with somebody, he seemed nice enough now, usually I do chat with somebody for a little while to kind of build up an idea of who they are. So um, it makes me feel safer when I go out on a date with somebody. And I also feel like I'm not wasting my time so much. Yeah. And you get that vibe with someone that, you know, you're pretty sure that you'll get on. But in this case, I think it was, you know. It was rushed. Yeah, it was rushed. Which... And also, usually I, I try and get um, a live picture of them. And typically, like, you would send me, you know, yeah. some information about whoever it is, especially yeah. if it's the first Yeah, day. yeah, yeah. But anyway, in this case, um, like, I, I remember coming to the kitchen saying, oh, I've just met someone really interesting on the field, and I was going to go out and meet them. And you were like, oh, but I'm going to meet someone too. And so we thought, sure, we'll just... We'll just know, make... We're not a double date. Don't. It wasn't a double date before anybody thinks it was a double date. No, no. it just happened to be on the same date. And the same street. We were actually meeting. We were 
just purely by coincidence, you were meeting her in a pub on the same street that I had arranged to meet this guy. Well, I hadn't actually arranged to meet him in a particular pub just on this particular street, mm. which has a few pubs. So it made sense to like yeah. sh- share lift in. Of course. <laughs> and and it was, and it was exciting and it was funny because we were both laughing and going in and saying, what, what if one of us likes the other person and then we don't want to go home? And so we said, okay, we'll set a time limit. We'll say an hour and a half that we get enough time for you to have a chat with somebody and potentially have a snog with somebody if mm. you really like them. Well, you have to do the kiss test if you feel like, you know, there's some potential there. Yeah. Yeah. So I hadn't been because of the pandemic and because of a few other things. Um, I hadn't been on a date, first date with a stranger for a long time. So I was quite nervous and excited. And I went off to meet this person outside the bar where we were going, where we had arranged to meet. Um, and then I was there early and I looked around waiting and I saw this guy who looked vaguely I say vaguely, it was vague, similar to the profile picture on Tinder. Mm-hmm. And he was about 10 years older and a lot heavier. The lockdown had not been kind to him. <laughs> <laughs> and worse, he was walking towards me with a fag in his hand, smoking away. And, and I looked and I, I really thought, maybe I can get away before he spots me. <laughs> it, it, it crossed my mind. It I'm like... It was it was definitely like rabbit in the headlights. It was. I could not get away. He saw me and was like, oh, hi, and leaned over to give me a kiss, you know, and he, I could smell like from him just the smell of cigarette smoke and kind of stale food like chips or some kind of horrible. I don't know. I just didn't like <laughs> I, I am a real smell person. So if somebody smells good to me, like it's a big part of the attraction. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. Yeah. Smell is really important. And he didn't, he didn't. smell great. There was nothing about him that was great, in fairness. <laughs> I had to go on a date with him. And then, so I remember then standing outside the place where I was going to meet uh, my date. And I was just messaging her to see where she was. And I looked down the street and I saw the two of you walking up towards me. And I was just like, oh my God, this is going to be the shortest date in history. Because I could tell from the body language that... And my face. There was just nothing going to happen here. There was a big physical gap. And I I saw you looking at me. And when you came closer towards me, it was just like, I was just trying to look kind of normal and not not look at you. And not laugh, probably. (laughs) And then the two of you kind of walked past and it was just like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is going to be a disaster. So you went in and you met your date and she was lovely. Yeah, no, I met my date and it was, yeah, it was great. Like we're still seeing each other um, and it's, it's, it's worked out like really, really well. And my date like knew about us. I'd mentioned the podcast, so she'd listened to the podcast and everything. So she was well, you know, clued into it. And I told her that we were doing this kind of like double date in the evening. So I said to her, look, do you mind? if I check my phone in maybe half an hour and just see, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a disaster. Um, um, And like my date was excellent and it was probably one of the quickest from sit down drinks to having our first kiss ever. Like it was fairly obviously discreet in the pub, but we were kissing within half an hour, I have to say. And um, meanwhile, meanwhile, let's cut to my date. <laughs> if you can just picture it, sitting awkwardly uh, with this guy who who just talked about himself the whole time. Um, and he was just this kind of, he had just, 
ego that I, I just couldn't even begin to describe it. Um, you know, and he just wanted to talk to him about himself the whole time, how wonderful he was, how brilliant he was, how he was writing this novel, how people really just didn't appreciate him and what an amazing writer he was. And, and I went to the toilet to text you <laughs> to warn you this is going to be quick. So cut back to me on my date. And at this point, my hands are inside of her jumper, feeling her boobs. And were you in the pub? Were you actually in the pub at this stage? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Christ. It was like an outdoor thing, though. Like, so oh, yeah. There was a kind of a, kind of a smoking place, but, yeah. you know, but it's an outdoor place for people to say. Yeah. yeah. And they had a nice, so they had like heaters and everything outside. And they had a kind of a discreet little snug around the corner. For a snug, a snug for a snug. So we were there, you know, and... And yeah, then I got your message, so I had to extract my hands from her underwear and read it. <laughs> and and then you said you'd messaged me back and said, My day is going really well. Do you mind hanging on for another half hour? And I was just like, uh, I absolutely hundred percent wanted to get away from this guy. But you also wanted me to have joy as well. Didn't well, you? joy is maybe not the best. <laughs> no, I wanted you to have a good time because yeah. you hadn't been out on a date for a long time either. So I, I know that you would do the same for me. Yeah, of course, yeah. And that, so, and that was kind of the deal that we'd yeah. talked about before. Yeah, and we said an hour and a half, and it was a school night, so I made some lame, lame, lame excuse to this guy um, about having to be home. It was a school night, blah, blah, blah. And, and this was within like half an hour. I'd say it was half an hour max, so yeah. Like half an hour, and he was blown out the fucking door. Yeah, and I was, you know, I hadn't even come out of the toilet, I swear, like... By the time I left, I had unmatched him on Tinder. <laughs> and, it was brutal. And um, left him... For dead. No, I didn't. <laughs> I just said, thanks very much. And he was like, oh, do you want to see... Get, do How about we, we see each other again? And I said, no, thank you. No. And, and I think I used to find it really difficult. I think a lot of women do to say to a man, no, I'm not interested. Mm. I'm not going to see you again. You always have this... Oh, but I want to be nice. I don't want to be a bitch kind of thing. And uh, I realized over the years that by doing that, you're actually just giving them false hope. And it actually makes it a lot more difficult for yourself. So it's much, much better off for me now. I found just be clear about what you want and yeah. what you don't want. And no if you don't signals. want. Yeah, if you don't want. Yeah, don't give mixed signals. If you don't want to see somebody again. Just say, I'm sorry, I had a really nice time. I, and this is why I said to, to him, I really appreciate you meeting me at short notice. And, you know, all the best with the rest of your life, mate. Yeah. So, like, you know, in fairness, although we're kind of making fun of the situation, you know, like we do obviously show respect to everybody. And, you know, very clear, like if you want to see the person again, great. And if you don't, then it's just a very simple, you know, I had a nice time, all the best. But, yeah. you know, it's not for me. So, you know, en yeah. enjoy the evening and we'll have to get some chips. <laughs> and anyway, so off I went and I had a half an hour to kill and I just kind of drove around and <laughs> and um, I did look for somewhere to find chips and I couldn't find anywhere that was open. I think it was a Monday night and everywhere was closed. Mm. Drove back to pick you up. Yeah. And so um, I knew that we you were coming back. So um, we went to go outside and... There was a little alleyway kind of behind the pub where we thought this would be a good place to wait. And, to um, wait? <laughs> <laughs> so we were waiting um, in the alleyway and getting to know each other a bit better. Um, like we'd already done the kiss test, so we were moving on to a more in-depth kind of examination. Yeah, it was a rapid kind of moving on. Yeah, and 
I, I, I remember being, you know, obviously very much engaged in this examination up against the wall. And I was aware of this car just pulling up behind me and slowly kind of drifting past. <laughs> like some carb crawler. <laughs> <laughs> and in fairness, it was an alleyway and I hadn't told you where we were going to meet you. Um, and I just looked around and I just thought, oh, geez, that's a really nice car. And then I realized it was actually my car and it was you uh, sitting, sitting in the car. And I didn't realize because I was busy texting you saying, are you ready? I'm, I'm in this alleyway, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so I said to, I said to my date, oh, um, that's actually me. I've come to pick me up. Would you like to meet her? <laughs> I know. And I know. in fairness to her, like she was, you know, she was just a champ. You know, she kind of pulled her dress down, <laughs> sorted herself out and came Wiped up. her mouth. <laughs> And came over and I introduced you and you had a little chat. And, and um, it was nice. And I know probably some people might find that kind of really bizarre, but it, it was really nice. It was nice that she felt comfortable enough to come over and say hello. And, you know, um, I was giving her a quick rundown of, of my disastrous date and the, she found that very funny as well. Yeah, the windows were fairly steamed up from the fuming that she'd been doing inside. <laughs> Yeah, so it was nice and it was cool. And then you hopped in the car and... Um, and then we, we actually did then go to scout around a bit more for chips. Oh, yeah, so we did. I was really... I hadn't eaten properly and I was really hungry. And I thought, well, at this stage, I bloody deserve chips. Yeah, if if nothing else, you want some kind of uh, greasy fingers to end the evening with. <laughs> so we did find... We went to this place um, and we parked... And there was a fish and chip shop that looked like it was open. There was a pub next to it and we parked. And yeah. I said, I'll, I'll run in. We stay there. I'll, I'll run in and get some chips. So I ran across the street, but the place was actually closed. So I turned around and I looked at the car and I couldn't really see you in the driver's seat. It was like you'd kind of shuffle down in the passenger seat. So I kind of ran over and was just like, what's going on? And you were just like, hurry up, get in, get in. And um, at this point then, you, you kind of pointed over and see, said, see that guy who's drinking outside that pub? He was sitting outside the pub with a, a pint in one hand and a fag in the other with some friends probably telling them about his disastrous date. And uh, I just said, come on, get in the car, get in the car. I just didn't want him to see me and think that I was stalking him or something. So this then turned into like a Jason Byrne type, you know, escape. Hardly. Escape, Hardly. <laughs> escape through the city. Hardly, but I was glad to get out of there. But yeah, that was um, that was the end of uh, the double date for the night. So that was, I suppose, the worst, but I haven't really had any worse kind of dating stories. Um, I did have another date on a boat, actually. Oh, yeah. In yeah. terms of, oh, you've actually had a couple of unusual locations for dates. For first dates. Yeah, you've had a first date on a boat and you also had a first date in a camper van as well. Yeah, I did. That's right. That was really fun. And I know this might sound kind of like a dangerous thing to do, but I, the, the, I knew where the camper van was parked. Um, it was kind of a, a local enough area and it was in a public area where there were loads of people walking and... You've been chatting to the And I've been chatting to the guy for a while, so I felt quite comfortable. And I just went to meet him, hopped into his camper van. He left the door open. You know, he was very, very mindful, I suppose, of how I felt. Um, made me a cup of tea on his little hob with his mm. kettle, which was so sweet. I just thought it was so lovely. And we sat there and we watched the sun go down and uh, had a chat and, yeah, had a snog afterwards. We did close the door at this stage. <laughs> Well, it gets cold as well. 
but it was quite fun actually getting up to no good and and in this area where there are loads of people walking past that um, you know, yeah. that that well it's not that i would know them but they they wouldn't know i was there and they had no idea what was going on obviously now we only kind of it was only just a bit of snogging and kind of a bit of a pash session but it was just a lot of fun, it's fun yeah. yeah it's the idea you're in a public place but you're in private but it's in a public place mm. as well yeah yeah and i have to say public places are one of my favorites yeah so there's definitely a thrill to that like i'm not into dogging and, and dogging doesn't appeal to me personally but i get the thrill of yeah like and i would definitely have a thrill of both either getting caught but not actually getting caught but the thrill of nearly getting caught yeah and also, like, I, I, I would have a thing about being watched as well. And yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. So, like, I remember being in a car park at night and with somebody and the car's coming up and flashing their lights at me. And it was only afterwards, like the next day, that I realised, oh, they were actually wondering, was it OK to come and watch? <laughs> Vincent's head was not switched on at that point. Well, it was, the, but not. The, the blood was flowing somewhere. But, but yeah, so I would be into being watched, but... I don't know, dogging wouldn't do it for me either. I'd want to kind of know who it was. Yeah, like that's what I like about parties because yeah. you're in a very safe area in parties. You can sit um, and watch people if you're into voyeurism. Mm. And I'm not into voyeurism. Voyeurism does nothing for me, but I do like being watched. So, yeah. you know, somewhere like that where you're comfortable and you're safe and you don't mind having an audience. Mm. That's, I do like that. So, yeah, so they were a few of my dates so yeah so we've had some questions that we've already answered in terms of how we got on during covid because some people were interested and then other questions we think are probably full topics yeah you know? for sure so like uh, polyamory would be one that we're thinking of doing um we've usually always have single guys messaging in wanting us to do something about you know what's it like for them and yeah because we did have a single girl on before yeah and and she spoke about what it is like and i would encourage any guys who are creating profiles whether it's on tinder or fab or anywhere like that to, to go back and listen to that podcast yeah, because there's so much she, good advice she yeah she gave us great advice there was a number of interesting questions and like i think a couple of them we've already um responded to like one was about uh, couples and um you know how did we cope with the pandemic and things like that you know that, there was a few about that um there was a question about like bi guys and stuff and our opinions on that and um i think we're going to have another um episode on pegging and stuff so we might just wait and cover it then yeah pegging um, seems to have got really popular i was listening to actually another podcast this week and um I think they said that pegging is one of the most popular porn topics searched for at, at the moment. moment. Yeah. yeah, so it's having a moment. Yeah, like whenever we put out anything about, you know, what you want us to talk about, you can be guaranteed that there's a whole stream of stuff comes back about by men. Mm. Um, and it's just interesting and they certainly feel like they don't get adequate maybe representation yeah like, probably not yeah, yeah like yeah. by women are almost like a given it's almost weird if you're not by if you're a woman but if you're a guy it's still something that i want to be by i do want to be by and i think it's maybe just i haven't met the right woman <laughs> so form a line yeah <laughs> no i have had, i have had a few nice by experiences 
I have like with some nice women and they're lovely but I, I just don't I don't look at a woman the way I look at a guy and think for and like interestingly I get I get like I usually always get a few messages from guys now and again who who kind of like me yeah I don't get messages like that from women and you get it yeah from guys. that's weird actually yeah. it's it's so unfair like when I put out a status update on our account saying you know that we're thinking about doing another thing and send us any questions or whatever and this guy got back to me and said when can i get my hands on win <laughs> he said i love his accent <laughs> well i think they're gonna have to uh, form an orderly queue before they get their hands in your ass yeah um one of the questions we did get back was um which i thought was quite a good one was have either of you had sex with somebody close or somebody you shouldn't have yeah bad naughty people so that's very bad yeah yeah like we're very good kind of pure innocent <laughs> people so it, it took a while to think of yeah it's i i get turned on by the taboo usually if it's something i shouldn't be doing i want to have my sticky hands all over it basically <laughs> so um but I'm I'm very careful, kind of, at the same time, you know, I'm not going to take unnecessary risks, no. as Theresa Manion would say. Um, and there was one, one time I did a few years ago, it was at a family wedding, and there was a close family friend. Now, I mean, a very close family friend. And, and he wasn't the groom, so it wasn't that bad. No, no, Christ, no. Um, but he was a very, very close family friend who I've known for years and who's practically like another cousin. But there was always this thing between us. There was always this kind of chemistry, definitely. Mm. And I was at the wedding and you weren't at this wedding and it was a different country and there were different time zones involved. So we weren't able to kind of chat like we normally would. Mm. And I, uh, yeah, I ended up now we didn't have sex. I did not have sex with him. Can I just add that? But we did sneak off mid wedding to have a passionate session in a broom cupboard <laughs> in the hotel. <laughs> And we came back and sat down at the table and pretended like nothing, nothing had happened. ever happened. Like <laughs> butter would not melt in our mouths. And there was another session later on that night and another cupboard. I think it was a, an earring cupboard this time where all the laundry was kept. And I think we pulled down a shelf full of sheets on top of us. <laughs> that was just left there. Um, and that was once off. Well, I told you the next day anyway, but... Um, you weren't too happy about it because again it had happened and i hadn't told you beforehand and that yeah. was that was my bad because uh, i suppose i would had a few drinks and just got carried away with it and i knew by the time like it was happening you were going to be asleep it, yeah like it's one of those things where you know you are in that kind of moment and things can spiral out of control and all the rest of it and i knew that you were mad horny for him <laughs> Like it was so obvious, and in the back of my mind, I kind of knew that something was very likely to happen. Yeah. Especially when you're in a party and there's there's drinks and everything. Yeah. And the thing is, like obviously, nobody knows. You're the only person who knows. Nobody else in the entire family knows. Nobody at the wedding knows. We were very careful. Um, it never happened again. We have met each other since and we've been fine. It, it was a bit awkward, I think, first time and it was a bit strange. 
but you know he's kind of a chill person and so am I um and it won't happen again either because the thrill was the taboo yeah. of course it was yeah so for me um and we were kind of talking about this earlier like I have I've had a mate with somebody who's who was married before and although that wasn't anything um like anything that I shouldn't have been doing I did feel a little bit kind of weird afterwards um because she uh, was married yeah like she was married and then she was also with another guy on fab and didn't tell him either so okay so doubly so there was a couple of layers there and so like I have to say at the time it was a bit of a thrill you know meeting her in a hotel and going up to the room and the the whole nature of it was was it was kind of a thrill um but I did kind of think twice about it afterwards and I haven't you know not that like you know I'm being moralistic or anything just like personally it wasn't something that I felt like I wanted necessarily to do again um so that was one thing and I suppose the other I have had some experiences um of a workplace kind of nature no yeah this is everyone's favorite like it's always been my fantasy as well getting off with a colleague in the workplace for me personally it would never happen because there's nobody i fancy in my work yeah and i don't really have anyone this was a former work associate i suppose is the best way of putting it who i we crossed paths and discovered that we were associated through work and that was kind of a turn on at the from the start you know because it wasn't something that we were able to express to each other while we were working together um but it was pretty exciting afterwards um actually you know saying i did totally fancy you and it was mutual and then obviously the fantasy spiraled and it's like you know what would it be like if we were to fuck in my office and <laughs> and you did and we did yeah so I've, I've done that a couple of times um during the day when there's been people around and but like you can lock your office i can and i obviously do <laughs> <laughs> on occasions but i like i'm i like the thrill i like the thrill of potentially being caught and especially when you can hear people walking up and down the corridor and you have to stifle any noises you you've make. got your trousers around your ankles and you know trying not to make any noise and you know trying to stop any scotch noises getting too loud it's or the slapping noises great, the like. banging noises so if it's not going to get you fired then i would definitely do it I yeah it, but again it. it is it is the thrill of the taboo um and i think for me yeah if it's forbidden then i want it and usually like having it once is enough mm. like that you know like that guy at the wedding um i wouldn't be bothered again you know mm. not because he wasn't very good or because i didn't fancy him or anything but part of the attraction was in the fact that he was he was a close family friend and it was a wedding with most of my mm. family there and, and it, it was that danger of being caught yeah and you you also um had a meet with someone else a while ago now we did talk about it i remember in a previous podcast but it was um it was a teacher remember oh yes yeah. i do remember yes that, that was, was definitely a taboo yes it was a supply teacher who happened to be in educating one... our, our children at the yeah. time 
<laughs> who you discovered was on the panel. And yeah. um, you, you poor young guy, he's probably never been the same again. <laughs> I think he coped. <laughs> I think he coped very, very well. And yeah, again, that was the taboo. Um, he wasn't teaching any of my kids. Can I just add this at the time? There were no, no. he didn't know them. He wasn't teaching them. It just, he happened to be in the school yeah. um, for a short period of time. And of course, that was enough of a thrill. Plus, he was gorgeous as well. He was mm. super fit and really gorgeous. Um, and so that was definitely very taboo. Before anybody asked, did we fuck in the school? We did not fuck no. in the school. That no. was years ago. I'd forgotten that yeah, completely. No, I, okay, I think at this stage, we can definitely say I've, I've done a lot more on the taboo list than you have. But then, I don't know, the taboo interests me more than it interests you. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's it. And I think that about wraps up this podcast, our for- first pod- podcast back. Um, we're back in the saddle. Yes, right now. Uh, <laughs> we are having fun. We're both seeing people. I, I'm not seeing maybe as many people. I think I'm still feeling quite strange about the whole um, COVID thing. And I think it'll take me a little while to get back into seeing people plus I feel like I like seeing people on a more intimate level now you know there's nothing wrong with you know going into confession boxes or making off in weddings or no I think we've like we're both in that space where you know we've been on fab for it must be like must be four or five five years years. I think it was 2017 yeah 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 it was 2017 we joined so I think we're both at that stage where we've explored a lot yeah we're looking for more meaningful kind of connections and we're okay with each other having meaningful connections with other people you know Mm. um and that's you know that's another kind of fun thing to explore and and we're still into going to parties as well we haven't been to one yet we were supposed to go to one last year but we definitely will be doing that this year because we both really enjoy them we like meeting people at parties and the social side of it is really good fun yeah so we're looking for new topics to to you know talk about so yeah hopefully an episode with a single guy because we've already interviewed a single woman yeah just to get their perspective and explore this whole thing about pegging yeah um which you have a natural interest in as well (laughs) and um yeah maybe i have never i have never been like a giver no but you're dying to i am actually dying to i think it's just because as a woman i suppose i would like to be the giver you know rather than the receiver and like that that appeals to me because Mm. um i suppose in some ways i am a switch you know i like being dominant sometimes mostly i don't but sometimes i do i like to be dominant and i like to tie somebody up and i like to be the one doing the teasing i think that's why guys like being pegged because it allows them to have the chance to switch as well yeah and and not and not be the giver yeah yeah they want to be yeah yeah you can yeah, it's about giving up control, and that's that can be. It's the whole part in it. Yeah, but and it's it's very, it's very sexy not being in, or you are in control. Of course you are, but I mean in your head you're not. So it's wonderful. Mm. You just, it's more of a release for me anyway. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I do like to be the dominant one. I like to be the one doing the teasing. I like to be the one in control, and so I think I would like pegging. I, I know that you would <laughs> and it would be great to watch I've never seen a woman peg somebody so I'd like to watch you peg someone 
Okay. So well, that's going to be our bucket list for 2022. Volunteers on a, <laughs> on a postcard. And um, and maybe talk to someone about parties as well. Yeah, that's really good because we do get asked a lot um, on our Instagram account and um, on Fab. But mostly on Instagram, people tend to get in touch with us. And it's something we get asked about a lot about parties, the etiquette of parties, how you get invited to parties. Um, what happens, how should you dress, how should you behave, all that kind of stuff. So it, expect, it, yeah. it would be really good maybe to talk to somebody who organises parties and just to give us the tips. Tips and tricks. So I think that's it. So I think Thank that's you. it. So thanks, Miriam, for listening. And we really like it. We wouldn't have bothered coming back to do another podcast um, if we didn't feel we had more to say. Yeah, and also if we didn't feel like there weren't people who were actually wanting it as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like so it's been the reaction that has been a lot of the motivation thing for me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So the guy who said, When can I get my hands on you? The the time might be getting closer. And can I watch? Well that was part of the thing. And I said to him, <laughs> I said only as long as uh, Mia can watch. And yeah. he said, Oh absolutely. Definitely I'll be watching. <laughs> you can do the uh, the cleanup afterwards. Oh great. <laughs> okay, that's it for now and uh hopefully you'll come back for the next episode yeah talk to you next time thanks for listening to the room for more podcast we'd love to hear from you on instagram yeah if you want to send us a message we're on room for more podcast on instagram um we're also on fab swingers the same name room for more podcast so we'll talk to you next time